Welcome to the Six Degree Podcast, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily Merrill. I'm your host, Emily Merrill, and today I'm so excited to have my friend, Erin Samaniego, founder of the Lady Boss Lab, on today's podcast. Erin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Emily. I'm so excited to be with you. Oh, I love, I think my favorite part about podcasting, which I feel terrible that the listeners can't have it, is just staring into your eyes and looking at the podcasting, um, the person I'm interviewing's face. It's just, it's such a delight to be able to, to tell stories. Absolutely. So Erin, before we dive in, do you want to talk a little bit about how we know each other? Yes. So I met Emily through Lexi and they are two amazing women who um, launched the Ready, Set, Coach program. And I think we were like the OGs. You were. First, first cohort, right? We were. You were. And honestly, I think what was so cool, and I just want to do this as a teachable moment. I think a lot of people, when they like launch a program, they feel like they have to go out into the world, into the wild and like hunt potential clients from the unknown, but it's so much about relationship building. And you and Lexi had this friendship over yeah. the years and she had built that like no and trust. And then you got me as like a plus one <laughs> addition essentially. Um, yep. But I, I think for people who are building their programs, don't neglect your backyard. Yeah. Well, I met Lexi at a networking event that she hosted in her previous career. So you don't ever know how those relationships are going to blossom. So it's amazing. Well, well, speaking of blossoming, tell us about the Lady Boss Lab. I always, I love your logo with the little, it looks like a science experiment. Tell us what it is and how you started it. Yeah, well, the Lady Boss Lab um, really came out of years of me evolving as a businesswoman. I... um, had several businesses in my career. And then I got caught up in the corporate track when I, you know, started a small family. And, um, you know, I, I also really early on in my career, I was 19 when I really got into personal growth and development. And so I started to be trained as a coach literally at the age of 19 years old. And I was coaching people two and three times my age. And it was such an amazing growth experience because who the heck am I 19 to be coaching people in their sixties, you know? So, um, anyways, long story short, I just came to this moment in my, my business career where I was working in a, in a jewelry company and I was working really hard and had little kids and I was just tired and I wanted to build my business around my life instead of what most of us do, which is to sacrifice everything to have success. And I just was done with it. And I just had, I just knew that there had to be another way. Um, So I had this moment where I just wanted to, I wanted to work with women who were in all different types of industries. And I wanted to leverage my coaching background from the last 26 years and bring that into business. And so um, I'd also long time ago been a part of a, a mastermind program and it just worked. It was so simple. It was more of, more of a business structure. And so at that point, you know, 20 some years later, when I decided to uh, launch the Lady Boss Lab, I wanted to simplify business for small business owners because we make it 
so complicated. And um, we, we bring this really simple business structure where there is none for most of us um, and help women focus so that they can be focusing on the things and taking action in the areas that make the, diff- the biggest difference for them and for them to get results because it really is not that complicated. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, but it's not that complicated. So we really simplify the process for them. And the lady boss club I love to say is like a place where you can discover and explore and test and experiment mm-hmm. on all the things so that you can evolve as a businesswoman and really create your own formula for success because not all the templates work for everybody. Ooh, I love that. I love, yeah, you can explore, you can test, you can play and you can create your own formula for success. That is so powerful. Um, Erin, how the hell did you get into coaching at 19 years old? Like what the F? (laughs) My dad did this personal growth and development course um, when I was in my older teenage years and he totally transformed as a human being. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what you did, but I want some of that. Yeah. So I, um, I registered for the program and it just, um, was so powerful. And I just was, you know, 19 years old, you don't have a lot of baggage yet, but still (laughs) like, I just had this sense of freedom. And I think I was grappling with whether or not I wanted to, um, go to college or if I wanted to kind of take a year off. And what I realized after doing this seminar was that it didn't matter I could say, like, I got to say what I wanted to do. There wasn't a right answer for me. And that just sparked um, such a passion for helping people and empowering them. And um, yeah, so that's how I got caught up in it. Wow. I love it. I, it's funny. My mom also was very into self-help before, like it was more mainstream. I, I guess it was yeah. mainstream, but it wasn't in my mainstream at that point. Right. Did she, was it like a landmark program? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. She did something called um, Lands. Life spring, life spring. Oh yeah. Yeah. Life spring. Yeah. So I remember being like eight years old and going to her graduation and there's like the wind beneath your wings playing ah. and everyone's crying. I'm like, I'm seven. <laughs> <laughs> like my dad and his new girlfriend were there and we were all at celebrating my mom's graduation. Yeah. Very, yeah so cool. So, that's so cool. And um, okay. So then transitioning, I, I love the fact that you had this aha moment too of you had this all this knowledge and this expertise of coaching people and had these little kids and then were able to transform it into a business. What were the first steps you took to get your business off the ground? Um, honestly, at first I had reached out to a, a mentor to license her program and because oh. um, I was grappling with, well, do I design my own program? And I thought about it for a while, but I'm kind of impatient. So I said, screw it. Let's what? just get this, no. get this sucker out. Let's just get this sucker out and like, let it evolve. And it's, it's a lot of what I preach. Um, so I didn't do a whole lot to get it started. I mean, I did the basics. I, um, you know, set up a quick little website and those kinds of things. Um, but I just started to share with my community. I was involved in my local chamber of commerce. So um, the, the hardest part was that I was already known as my previous business. So I had to really like educate my, my colleagues about this thing that I was doing. And then it really wasn't something new. I had been doing this kind of work for 20 some years. Um, so I had to really get them to understand that I'm not new at this. It was actually, I'm coming back to my roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember just inviting a bunch of people to, um, our weekly meetings and to launch it. 
and then from there it just kind of caught on and um yeah it's um I'm going into my fifth year as the lady boss lab wow and I love I love that you talk about messy action because I think Mm -hmm. one of the biggest obstacles and you you know this better than anyone is that there's so many perfectionists in in entrepreneurship yeah yeah and I have I've met and encountered people who are can't get past their I help statement or can't get past their title to start. And it's like, no, figure that out later and just start, which sounds counterintuitive, which also brings me into like the way you support your clients. So walk me through what it looks like to be a part of the Lady Boss Lab. And my second question for you is, uh, I know you do these quarterly meetings, like tell Mm -hmm. me about what those are. Yeah. So it's, it's basically a, a weekly support structure. And um, every week we meet as a community and everybody gets a chance to share their challenge, you know, to share their accomplishments. Cause you also don't have a boss who's patting on your back. So you have a team of people who are just like you women, just like you who have businesses and they understand what it takes and they know the struggles. And so you get that weekly support to show up, get celebrated and also get real life support and actions to help you get unstuck in whatever challenges you're dealing with. Even when things are going well, you still have challenges. Um, And so that's what they can count on. And so um, I also do one-on-one coaching with my clients between meetings. It's very high touch. Um, They get like eight hours of coaching, one-on-one and group coaching a month. And then we do, like you said, the quarterlies. Every quarter we slow down, take a time out in our business, carve out the time together to do the kind of thinking and planning that we always should be doing, but most of us don't have time to do because we're so busy working in the business. And so I facilitate um, a quarterly planning session where we literally plan out the quarter, revisit your goals, like take an assessment of what is actually happening in the business to see if you're on track. And then just to help reassess and strategize what actions you're going to take. So you have a really thought out plan that's going to really get you to where you want to be. It's not just some goal that you've set. You really have a set plan of actions that you can follow to get you there. And we do that at quarter. So at the beginning of the year, we do an annual planning session. So you're focusing on what do I want for the year? And then every quarter we drill it down to what do you want for the quarter? And then every month we drill it down to what do you want for the month and week? And it's just like dissecting it into tiny bite-sized pieces. So you just take a baby step and a baby step and ultimately those compound into real big results. And it makes those big re- uh, goals more realistic for you to achieve because you've dissected it so, you know, finely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds amazing. The fact that you're offering community accountability, coaching, and also the the guidance, which as you mentioned, like being our, our own bosses sometimes that's what we miss the most from the corporate world is like a roadmap forth. And um, do you find that the the individuals who join the lady boss lab, they're all in the same place or just starting their business? What's, what's their deal? Um, Most of them are at least in their business and established at some level, at least a year or more. So in that first year, there's growing pains. You learn so much. And like you said, you know, I wish more people would just jump in and figure that out. That first year is so important to just get those kinks worked out. Um, But they're mostly women who are in business. Um, I have clients who have been in business for 16 to 20 years, and they find this structure so valuable because 
you know, it's not about what you know. Mm-hmm. It's about putting what you know into action and having that support structure. And um, if you just focus on those baby steps, I, it just, it works. It, yeah. I wish I had some secret formula, but the formula is that there's no secret, like this works. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's, it's so, it's so doable. I think we, you said it at the beginning, like we overcomplicate everything. And really when you focus, it's kind of like the, when you're in fight mode or your flight mode, like you overthink it and you, you can't see the exit when it's right there. But when you're able to digest it and have those actionable steps, it's that much easier to find the solution to the problem that you had. I think that I find, and I see my clients like, when we slow down and let go of the task list is when I'm the most creative and the most effective. It's mm-hmm. so counterintuitive. Yeah. And that's what we got to do more of. Yeah. And I, I think it's, if anyone's listening and is like, oh my God, I feel so lonely while starting a business. Erin, this is exactly what they need. Like the, the mm. idea of this accountability and it's not like a quick and dirty accountability. It's very very much supporting and cheerleading and action planning along with them. And it's a a long-term result, like Mm -hmm. month over month accountability at such a digestible time and cost, which I think is awesome. Yep. Got it. (laughs) I nailed it. Speaking of uh, starting a business, what is something that you wish you had known when you started your business? Um. I wish I'd have known. Um, I think like going back to what you said, just start. And, you know, my messages changed so many times and my, my website's changed so many times and all the ways I, I, I verbalize what I offer. And it's, it's a constant tweaking, you know, there's no perfect, like, let me get it all perfectly packaged and then let's go. It's like, no, just go now. Yeah. And I think that if I, if I had heard that earlier on, um, you know, I probably would have started sooner. And, and also, you know, when I, before I started the lady boss lab, I was working in the corporate world and I got laid off mm-hmm. and I was really scared that I was going to not have the stability if I had left that job. And that's probably another thing that I wish I would have known was there's nothing, no such thing as stability. Those suckers, they left, they gave me a two week severance after all my years of working for the company. And that was what I thought was stability and it just was an illusion. So mm-hmm. I wish I would have left that company a long time earlier um, and just had the confidence to jump in. And I think you need those moments. You need to be let go where you need to be at a, a crossroads where you're like, this is not serving me anymore. Uh, and I think that's such a good lesson too, where now your, your opportunity to make money is, is endless. It's not waiting for a boss to say like, hey, Erin, it's time for promotion and let's review how your performance oh, is doing. Yes. I know, that makes my heart hurt. <laughs> like just thinking about that. I know. But I also want to talk, I want to touch on the fact that you're a mom and you're a mom mm-hmm. too. I feel like you have a lot of kids for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no girl, I have two and that's a two. lot for me. <laughs> I feel like they're a lot for, <laughs> you just, <laughs> I guess, big personalities. Um, but how, you know, having a mom and being a business owner, I think there's a lot of like realizations of the importance of your time and your time management and also being there for your, for your kids. So I know it's summer right now. I know you yeah. are balancing both being like a present mom while trying to, you know, trying to also be a present business owner. Do you have any tips or learnings on 
not, I hate the word balance, but just yeah. managing it all. Yeah. I hate the word balance too. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's an real. impossible feat. It's not real. No. Um, you know, I think, you know, it's hard. I remember being a working mom and kids in daycare and, and that was hard. And this isn't necessarily any easier, but I'm more fulfilled because I know that I'm serving what I really care about. And that's my life and my relationships with my family, my kids. And I think that that's what, you know, there's something deep that everybody cares about that they typically have their business be in service of, but then sometimes that gets lost. But, um, I just, as hard as it can be sometimes, I still just, I mean, I can't even believe it's been over five years or over four years. Like it's flown by so much because I just love it. And it just fulfills like what I care about. So I don't know. Does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, you find fulfillment like in both ways and the, both of them are hard. There's no, there's no perfect solution to being a working mom, but I think I'm way I'm way more fulfilled this way than the last way, you know? Totally. And also yeah. like the, like you mentioned to your kids in daycare, that feeling and that stress of leaving work and, you know, I have to pick them up at daycare, but you have a five o'clock meeting and being able, yeah. what I've always found so impressive about you is you have really good boundaries, mm. really good at boundaries. You're like, I have a hard stop at three because I have to pick my kids up at yeah. school. And it doesn't matter if it's an inconvenience for someone else. It's like, this is your life and you are, yeah. you are honoring yourself and yeah. your family first and foremost. Yeah. And I think that came because I just got so burnt out on always sacrificing. And I just came to the point where I was just like, I'm done. I'm done sacrificing. Like I won't return emails on the weekends. I, I do have those hard stops because this is why I'm doing it. And I have yeah. found that you know, the people who want to work with me will work with me the way I want them to. Mm-hmm. And I love that, you know? And I think that's a great lesson for people starting their business. Like a lot of people, we go into entrepreneurship because we crave freedom, yet we recreate the same patterns that we had in the corporate world. So yeah. it's taking that audit and assessment of like, what did you hate about working corporate? Oh, you hated that you had to work till five every day. Yeah. So why don't you not work till five every day? And yeah. You hate taking calls in the morning, take calls in the afternoon. Yeah. Like you, you get to drive the ship. You just have Mm -hmm. to remember to steer. Yeah. And I see a lot of people who do start businesses and they don't break those patterns and they don't keep that in the forefront of how they want to design their business. So they just do it this, you know, basically repeat the same mistakes in their business. And then they become like a hostage to their business, which is not way they created it in the first place. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be a hostage of your own business and then mm. present your business and get the, the, the Sunday scaries for your business, rinse and repeat, and then you're looking for a corporate job. You might as well get a job if that's the case. <laughs> and that's something I hate when people are like, oh, you don't have a real job. And I'm like, are you effing kidding me? Like, this is harder than your day. Like, it's mm-hmm. funny to think of people who are not entrepreneurs, the stuff that we accomplish in a day is usually a normal person's week. So totally. It's but you have the flexibility and that, that's a whole different bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> switching gears. I want to, I want to ask you, how can people learn more about you and the lady boss lab and what's happening in your business and life? Yeah, well, they can go to my Facebook or Instagram pages at the lady boss lab. 
Um, I have a website. They can find me there. And I, um, yeah, I have, um, I offer consultations, talk to anybody who just is looking to explore, um, you know, finding a support structure. And I just, I, I love to contribute. I love to empower women. So however I can do that, um, you know, but yeah, so you can find me on Instagram to answer your question. <laughs> Instagram, website, all yeah. of the places. Exactly. Uh, so Erin, you know, I like to ask questions and I could probably continue going for like the entire day. So I narrowed it down to six and I have six fast questions for you. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. First question is, tell us an unknown fun fact about you. I competed in the junior skating Olympics when I was a kid. What? Yeah, I was a competitive roller skater as a kid for eight years. Awesome. What? Yeah. I'm sorry, roller skating? Mm-hmm. Do you still roller skate? I love to roller skate. I, I just, I can't quite do the same moves as I used to. My, my brain thinks it can, but I can't physically do that. I would, I would like to see pictures and uh, videos sent after this podcast. Okay, I will send you <laughs> pictures and videos. <laughs> Thank you. Um, who would be a dream person to be connected with? Um, it might sound cliche, but I think I would love to meet Oprah. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. I think so too. I don't know what yeah. I'd say to her, but I think like meeting I don't her either. Really awesome. I, don't I met Gail King before, so we're kind of connected. To oh, Oprah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Three degrees. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We're almost we're almost in Oprah's lap, but right there. Uh, <laughs> do you have any show recommendations? Oh gosh. Uh, or what show are you currently watching? How about that? Um, I what's that one called? Loot. It's on Apple. I'm Plus. watching it too. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, it's with Maya Rudolph, billionaire. Yep. It's a really yep. good one. I can't wait till I'm there having those kinds of problems. <laughs> like next year, right? Next, next month? Yeah. Pick me up on your yacht, please. Yes. Um, what book are you currently reading? I'm currently reading The Obstacle is the Way. It's by Ryan Ooh. Holiday. It's really good. Really good. Yeah. Sounds like a good one. Sam, sounds like a good self-help one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of the ones that says, you know, whatever's in your ways is the way. Whatever that yeah. obstacle is, is the way. I love that. Mm-hmm. What What is your favorite emoji or most used? Um, the the one that's the smiley hands emoji. I like that a one. little hug. I love yeah. it. I, I can see you. I can see you doing that in person. <laughs> yeah, I yep. yeah. And then my final question for you is, who gave you permission or inspired you to do the thing you wanted to do with your life? That would be my dad. He left his corporate job when I was a teenager. And up until like just two years ago, in, when he turned 70, he retired as an entrepreneur. So yeah, my dad's been a big inspiration to me. Wow. I, I think it's it's so amazing to have that permission, like to see, I'm sure it was probably scary and stressful when you were a teenager, but like to see him persevere and to, to get to the other side of entrepreneurship and retire. That's pretty huge. Yeah, it is huge. Like 40 years in business. Amazing. Was he a coach? No, he was a martial arts instructor. Yeah. He taught all over the world. What? Yeah. Super cool. He was, he was the student of Steven Seagal when Steven Seagal was like super cool and popular. Yeah. That was his master teacher. Have you seen Cobra Kai? Oh no, I can't watch that. Did you watch it? <laughs> no. What? 
Come on. No. My dad, so my dad trained in Aikido, which is a self-defense style of martial arts. It's different from karate, but nothing against that karate. You know. Can you, <laughs> are you trained in martial arts? Like, are you one of those? Oh, yes. Yes. Seriously, can kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> so literally and figuratively, she can kick her asses. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's, I mean, I think we should just change your tagline right here. Kicking asses <laughs> every day. Badass is not just a concept, as yeah. we say in the Lady yeah. Boss Lab. Oh, I love that. What a wonderful uh, inspiration or person to be inspired by. Yeah. Well, Erin, thank you so much for being on today's show and sharing your story and your dad's story to entrepreneurship. Um, it's always a pleasure to, to connect with you. Thanks, Emily. I appreciate you so much for having me. I loved being here. Yay. And listeners, <laughs> if you like today's show and you want to kick some ass, uh, go on over <laughs> to the Lady Boss Lab and give us five stars on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Like and subscribe. And we will see you the next time on The Sixth Degree with Emily Merrill. Have a wonderful day.